Hello, and welcome to 20-Minute Health Talk. Today, we are launching a new series hosted by Sandra Lindsay. This bonus episode of 20-Minute Health Talk will continue the conversation with fresh voices and perspectives. This is a new and exciting chapter for this podcast as we welcome Sandra Lindsay to our team. The frontline nurse and Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient spent 29 years in nursing, most recently serving as Director of Critical Care Nursing at Long Island Jewish Medical Center in New Hyde Park. Like so many nurses, she worked tirelessly during the pandemic. Then Sandra volunteered to become the first American vaccinated with the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine on December 14, 2020. She currently serves as Vice President of Public Health Advocacy for Northwell Health and joins us now. Sandra, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Rob, for that warm welcome. It's exciting to start this next chapter of my career with you and the team, and I'm so excited to be a part of this podcast. We've known each other for years uh, before a COVID outbreak, and it's just so great to work with you. It's been great working with you in the past, and I just can't wait to see what you bring to the podcast. That's right. Um, You came over to Long Island Jewish Medical Center after the first wave and helped us to really, um, you know, show the power of team nursing as we could not have gotten through that first wave without a team nursing approach. And it was, I was so proud to be in the room when you got that first shot seen around the world and uh, really, you know, helped us in our fight against COVID and, and kind of hopefully bring an end to it. Thanks, Rob. Picking up on your conversation last week, you spoke with a panel of experts about how to pick a cardiologist or cardiac surgeon. What is the age that people start seeing these types of problems? And when should people start thinking about these types of things? Dr. Singh? You know, I've seen patients, I'm sure you guys have seen patients in their late 20s that present with heart attacks and that are very, very sick. But in general, above the age of 35, if you have risk factors, uh, that's when cardiovascular disease really becomes the number one uh, killer of men and women. One of the considerations that really stuck out to me was the role gender plays when picking a cardiologist. This is such an important topic. For decades, the working assumption has been that, aside from conditions specific to women, men's and women's bodies show symptoms and react to treatment in the same way. We now know that is simply not true, particularly when it comes to heart disease. I met up with Dr. Jean Cacciobudo, medical director at Huntington Hospital and a renowned cardiologist, to ask her, what are the differences between men and women as it relates to heart disease? What are health systems doing to address disparities in care? And what women seeking a cardiologist should know? All right. Hello, Dr. Cacciobato. It's such a pleasure being here with you today at Huntington Hospital. I'm so excited to be speaking with you about women's heart health and how to choose a cardiologist. Thank you so much for inviting me to spend some time with you. Despite increase in awareness over the past decades, only about half of women 
recognized that heart disease is their number one killer. Another survey showed that only one in five African-American women believe that they're at high risk of heart disease. Do you think that women still see cardiac disease as a man's disease? I do, and I think the medical com community, to a certain degree, feels the same way. Um, the Framingham Heart Study, which was started and the first round of data came out in the 1960s, really did make it about a man's problem. Uh, the early studies that are a precursor to what we just mentioned by the CDC, uh, one in five women all women didn't even recognize that heart disease was a health threat. And so organizations like the American Heart Association uh, started the Go Red for Women movement. And I thank you for wearing red uh, to honor that. Um, that was a 20 year journey to today where we're finally seeing uh, women recognize their risk and actually showing the value of preventative strategies. And this is a great segue into my next question. So, Dr. C, tell me about the difference between males and females as it relates to heart disease. So it starts with the way heart attacks happen, and that starts with plaque buildup, which actually starts building up when you're in your teens. And then over time, depending on your risk factors and your diet and cholesterol and exercise, the plaque can become increased and cause blockages. Men's blockages tend to explode and rupture open. We call that plaque rupture. Women's tend to erode where the top of the plaques just starts wearing away. It does probably account for the symptom differences as well. So the classic symptoms of heart disease is chest pain, like pressure on your chest, arm pain, usually we say going down your left arm, up into your jaw, sometimes into your back. So these are the classic symptoms. Men typically have them, and honestly, most women do too. But then there are the atypical symptoms, which are more subtle. It is shortness of breath or feeling easily tired, heartburn, or even headaches. I always tell my patients that despite your, you know, classic symptoms or the more atypical symptoms, usually associated with that is an inner voice inside your body that's saying, you've never had this before. Like this is, this is different than anything you've ever had. You know, you should go get it checked out. And I, you have to listen to that voice. The next question then is who are you going to call? Um, and that's your trusted partner in health. Uh, and hopefully everyone has one. So where should women look for a cardiologist? And should the gender of the practitioner play a role in their decision? Uh, that is, I'm gonna start with the second question because it's really timely. So the American College of Cardiology just this past March published an article where they looked at the outcomes. So, um, how well blood pressure is controlled, how well cholesterol levels are lowered, um, how less frequently symptoms go on to be a heart attack. So women 
when they take care of women cardiologists, taking care of women patients, do a better job than men taking care of women. But to go to the first part of that question, you know, where to look, here at Northwell, we have this great service. It's called the Northwell um, Find a Doc. And you can Google a name or Google a zip code or a city and then say specialty. And you can find your Northwell Health Physician Partner doctors who all have star ratings based on the um, uh, thoughts and opinions of patients, like real patients and your comments are there. And then um, even our other physicians that are volunteers here in the health system are on that site too. So um, it's a great resource to help you pick uh, your, your partner because that's really what it is. Absolutely. So I'd like to follow up with another question. African-American women are disproportionately affected by heart disease, leading the death rate regardless of age. What are some suggestions for addressing equity in care? Um, so it starts with knowing that statistic, which really is a call to action. Um, and so it is, I think, for uh, women, us, as, uh, you know, kind of uh, the women in the know to get out and spread the word, um, empower with education and knowledge and um, go into spaces which may be a little, you know, uh, you know uh, atypical, like uh, partnering with church groups. So finding, you know, black women, African-American women, um, where they're um, most comfortable as opposed to, you know, the more traditional spaces like a lecture hall or a luncheon. It is about knowledge and empowering uh, with the education. So it's going where they go to keep them in the know. Exactly. Given the differences, Dr. C, in men and women, what can health systems do to help tailor treatment for women? So this really is the, the, the nexus of the Katz Institute for Women's Health because it's about um, education and empowering women, but it's also about understanding the sex differences. So, you know, women have two X chromosomes, men have an X and a Y chromosome, and that results in cells that are different. And so how do we understand those differences how do we modulate those differences? How do we impact with different medications? Uh, and, and so I feel as a health system, Northwell Health has taken this responsibility seriously. Um, we have the Katz Institute. We have physicians who are um, credentialed to be members. You know, there's a, a process to say you're a Katz physician. You have to apply, you have to be vetted by a committee, um, and you have to be committed to uh, research, education, empowerment uh, for women's health. So I think Northwell's on the right path. Uh, not only are we on the right path, I think we're leading the path. We're showing other organizations um, how to walk the talk 
And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, many organizations look to us. Awesome. Dr. C, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. And I have to say the field of cardiology is really lucky to have someone like you to, you know, influence young ladies and create this social contagion that we need to get more women into the STEM fields and into research. Really a pleasure speaking to you today. Thank you so much. I am equally honored to be here. Get more expert insight from the leading voices in healthcare today. You can subscribe to 20 Minute Health Talk wherever podcasts are available.